Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission of your nonprofit or your nonprofit consultancy. All right, so this week I actually have a very short kind of monologue for you. (laughs) So it's a little different. And the reason being is because it's just kind of a message I want to share. And as um, we're coming into the nonprofit consulting conference this week on August 24th and 25th, you know, and also I'm starting up, woohoo, little word here, but I've only opened, I've only kind of cracked the announcement, but now I'm kind of cracking it a little bit more is we're starting our eight-week freelance grant writer academy in September. So September 20th, y'all, if you want to join me for eight weeks. Um, we only have 10 slots, so do email me, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com. If you're interested, we're already, just from my slight little crack, we're already getting uh, some people in those doors and in those seats. Um, so definitely I'll have more information about that coming soon. Um, and if you're listening to this by the end of the week, there should be a page up where you can go and register. Um, but if you want to save your seat and make sure you get in, do let me know. So as we're talking about and basically, you know, planning and doing a lot of focus, and I'm looking at a lot of uh, work with nonprofit consultants, obviously at the conference, um, you know, we have over 260 people registered. And it's really cool to see that this is a need um, to talk about how to increase your consultancy, how to work with others better. Better, how to get clients, all of that. And then even with the work with the eight-week freelance grant writer academy coming up, just so many people have been in the doors um, of that program. Um, and, and even though we've tweaked it this time, if you notice, we're calling it an academy now instead of just a course because it really is a training program and we're going to have a lot more interactive training two full days each week for this session. So it's going to be a lot of fun and a little bit different than normal. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, looking at these topics, right, of people wanting to become freelance grant writers, wanting to maybe get out of a nonprofit, or just open up something on the side, right? As we're navigating through this new normal and kind of some normalcy is returning to us, do we need to always go back to the J-O-B uh, full-time driving, you know, to a place, etc.? And that's fine if, you know, that's how it is, if, if that's what you want, I should say, not that's how it is, but if that's what you want. As far as you thrive in an office where you can go someplace out of your house and work and as you like the water cooler, you like the socialization, that's amazing and I love that. Um, but if you're somebody else who may have to pick up kids at three o'clock and it's easier for you to work from home for part days and that sort of thing, and that's where you really thrive because you're not interrupted all the time. I think what we've seen is that there are different ways of doing things. All right. So for all of the information, you can definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com, and you can check out the show notes if you want for this today's episode, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two, three, three. 
So what I just kind of want to give my little monologue today goes in that notion. And I kind of wanted to, because, you know, I'm always like, oh, come to this. And we have this going on, this going on, this going on. But I want to kind of tell you the story a little bit about why I'm so passionate about that and to see if you resonate with this. So if you resonate with what I'm talking about today or if you find yourself in a stuck position, I would love to hear from you. Um, Just, you know, send me an email. I think it's really important that we start conversations about this especially women, and that we can have more of a conversation instead of it's always been this way, I always have to do the same old, same old, where we can really start thinking in a different way. And I also just kind of want to preface this um, that I am a Caucasian woman. I do understand that I have a lot more privilege. Uh, I was just born into it, and I live in a Western culture, so my privilege may be very different than yours. And I'm saying that our walks of life are all very different, but I do think the underlying of anyone in any position, once you start asking different questions, you're going to have a different landscape. So, and it might not be the same as mine. It's absolutely not going to be the same as mine. And mine's not, it's absolutely not going to be the same as a white man born into a rich family, right? There's going to be, but once we start asking questions, I think we can reshape a lot. Okay. So I did want to preference that, but I wanted to write this because back in school, all right. So we are back in school time and I, you know, I'm a single mom. I have a 11 year old now who just started middle school and you know what's kind of a wonderful thing about school right a lot of times is that you know our kids love it they're having fun they're learning and all of that but also for us working parents okay um you know sometimes what summer is for us and vacations and those sort of things is we just aren't going to do the same type of work that we're on, just the same amount of hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Then when our kids are in school, there is a different way of functioning and that is absolutely fine. But really summer is for taking mandatory time away from the computer when you have kids. Um, And I love to say mandatory time and not mandatory as a negative connotation, but actually as a positive thing. Um, If we try to just work through holidays or work through those, you know, vacations, like all the time, the same as we're working when they're in school, we're going to probably end up feeling guilty for not spending time with our kids, or we're going to feel burned out because we're going to try to work regular hours and then get frustrated with everyone in the house or not get enough sleep and not take care of ourselves. And yes, there is a time and a place for burning the midnight candle. I know that. (laughs) You know what I know? And I actually kind of schedule that into my calendar too when I'm like, oh, you know, like this week we're having the conference. I know that's going to be long hours for me at that time, right? So what can I schedule before and after that? How can I allow myself space instead of getting to the point where I'm so burned out that I have to take time off? Like there is literally like... I like cannot even work or function. There's no way, right? So to get ahead of that and to schedule things off and take time out around those places so it's <laughs> it's not just like, oh my gosh, you're getting yourself sick, right? But to understand how to do that. And that's the same with summer. There might be that weekend where you are going to have to work through the week and, and all of that. But if we really look at the pic- big picture, are there ways we can avoid that? And I know some of you might say, just send your kids to summer camp or to daycare. But that's not always a solution for every working parent. 
Summer camp and daycares can be very expensive. Your kid may hate it. And there may be really like huge transportation dramas or issues, right? So that's not always what we should do or what we want to do either, right? I mean, plus you might actually like taking some time off and spending it with your kids, right? So a better solution may be setting up your year. So you work shorter hours during the summer, Christmas, and other holidays. And maybe you do have some of those other like more intense sessions throughout the year when you can put more into it. So it may not even feel like you have that choice at this point in your life, but let me tell you, it is possible. I was once there thinking there is no way I was um, still a single mom, <laughs> but no time, uh, working at a nonprofit and living paycheck to paycheck. And I would literally cry some days and think, oh my gosh, how can I even have 15 minutes for myself, let alone like quality time with my kid? Because every from waking up in the morning all the way to going to bed at night, it is just jam-packed, right? And it's not sustainable. That type of lifestyle is not sustainable. And it's not one that we should just be like, oh, you know, it's just going to make you stronger. Like, no, we're strong enough as we are, honestly. So instead, I started to reshape the question, what if I could take off time? How would I do that? Right? Instead of thinking, because here's the thing, if you're stuck in that 24 seven, oh my gosh, you know, I have to work the full summers. I work a full-time job. I don't have time off. I don't have time off when my kids are off. I've always got a structure of their things, you know, and, and you might think I couldn't. So as soon as you think of the question, how could I, you might have some things that come into your mind that start thinking, but I couldn't because of da, 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 da. If that starts happening, go ahead and write those things down, then put it aside or tear it up. Brain dump it and then say, nope. All right, I already, I already listened to that part of my brain. Now I want to listen to the other part. What if I could take time off? What would that look like? How would that happen? And when you start telling yourself that it is possible, your brain will automatically start thinking of solutions. Just like when you say it's not possible, your brain is automatically going to start giving you all the reasons of how it's not possible. So give your brain the ability in your mind and your heart the time to start to dream, to wander, to wonder, to live in that, right? So if you find yourself listing all the ways you could never reduce your hours or take off time, then take a breath and redirect the question. But what if I could? What if I could? And you don't have to come up with the solution, really, like all the hows right now. Just at least let yourself start dreaming about it. What would your day look like? How would that feel? Get into the um, situation where it can be possible. So for me, one of the answers was to stop working at the nonprofit that paid me pennies. Okay? Bold move, but necessary. So I quit my job, but I didn't do that overnight. I set a plan in motion. I opened up a side company where I had no glass ceiling and I could explore not living paycheck to paycheck. I eventually was able to turn that into a full-time business that offered flexibility, more income, and greater opportunities. And it didn't, once again, happen overnight, all right? And I didn't stop working the first summer I opened my business, but I did reduce my hours when my daughter was out of school. I did start saying, I need to draw boundaries. 
I deserve this. She deserves this. I can still get my tasks done in other ways, right? So your answer might not be opening a business, but it might be. It might be having instead that uncomfortable conversation with your boss and asking for a raise while simultaneously asking for reduced hours at work. Believe me, you probably deserve both. It may be applying for a promotion within your nonprofit. It may be asking for that overdue bonus. It may be saying you only stay at the nonprofit, or you will stay at the nonprofit, but you're only going to work 10 months out of the year. And it could mean moving laterally to another nonprofit where you'll get uh, more flexibility in what you're looking for, right? So there are, just throwing these types of things out, you automatically could actually income <laughs> increase your income overnight if you get a raise, right? So there are some things that you can put on the deck. And don't think on it, oh, but I know the budget. I know they couldn't afford that. Believe me, nonprofits will get creative if they want to keep you. And the other thing is the time to negotiate is now. We see this with the great resignation, or like I've been coining it, the great redistribution, and the sheer number of jobs open right now are pretty amazing. Empower yourself by shifting the power dynamics in the nonprofit sector. We are not meant to work for peanuts while working 24-7 just because the cause is good. We are not meant to advocate for child empowerment when we work so long we hardly see our own kids. It changes when we pick up the reins of how we want to design our lives. But first, we need to believe that we can do it. I know that's when it changed for me when I started asking those empowering questions instead of just relying on the same old, same old. When I believed my life in the nonprofit sector didn't have to be one of a martyr, but one of empowerment. And then the how to do it came after the belief that it could even be done, right? So I encourage you today, if you are feeling stuck, if you are just in that cycle, start to ask the question, what if? Empower yourself to do that. Because I think all in all, if each individual starts asking that question and believing it, and we throw away the belief that, oh, it is a poverty sector, we just beg for money, et cetera, et cetera, we are gonna change, <laughs> right? If we throw that away, and instead we start asking empowering questions, we are gonna change the entire nonprofit industry. So that is my monologue for you today. I hope you enjoyed it, but more importantly, I hope that it helps um, those of you out there who may be struggling with that, because I do get emails from you guys, I do get emails from single working moms. Um, I know you guys resonate with my story as well, so you reach out to me. But I, I, you know, I hear from a lot of you guys out there that are frustrated in this industry, you're not really sure where to go, you love what you do, but you have to put food on the table, you want to have a different type of lifestyle. So I encourage you to start asking a question. And let me know what are the answers you get. All right, I will see you guys next week. We'll have Mr. Patrick Kirby on the podcast. And I hope to see you guys at the Nonprofit Consulting Conference this week for all you consultants out there. And of course, in my eight-week freelance grant writer academy. Have a wonderful rest of your week.